You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. James 2.14 says, What good is it if a man says he has faith, but he has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Faith that, that has no corroboration by living. If as a church, all we ever did is just preach the word, what significant thing would we have to say to the world? But if we're reaching out, doing good, and thank God there's a lot of good being done in the name of the Lord, then you have a testimony. Does your life testify to what Christ has done in your heart? So many of us are walking around professing our faith quietly with our mouths while our actions don't look any different than the rest of the world. As Pastor Danny exhorts us in today's message, you are set apart and your life should stand out. You can expect to look strange in the eyes of the world. Following Christ will require that you go directly against the flow of culture. But that is your calling and it'll point people towards your Savior. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 with today's edition of The Living Word. If we chose to, we could spend as much time in Hebrews 13 as we did in Hebrews 11. That is not the way I felt the Lord lead me. And so what you have here, the Holy Spirit moving the pen of the writer, and he goes from one topic really to another. I mean, just in quick succession. And all of them are to be an aspect of the Christian life. Now, if I spent four minutes on each one, that's 48 minutes, so no extra charge for the additional three minutes. What you have, as you do in so many places uh, here, is Hebrews, if you remember, we dealt with a lot of doctrine. Now, we slowed down quite a bit when we looked at those characters, those heroes of the faith in Hebrews chapter 11. But you have a lot of doctrine here, and now as it closes out, the Holy Spirit again moves the pen of the writer, and you get some very practical things. And you see that time and time again. For example, the book of Ephesians, the first three chapters is nothing but doctrine. The last three chapters is nothing but practice. Here's the doctrine, and here's how life ought to be lived now in light of these truths. And when you think about that, if my pattern of living does not corroborate what I say I believe then I have nothing significant to say. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, the last part we read, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Holiness is the idea of being set apart, separated unto the Lord. And my lifestyle, your lifestyle ought to reflect that. James 2.14 says, what good is it if a man says he has faith, but he has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Faith that, that has no corroboration by living. If as a church, all we ever did is just preach the word, what significant thing would we have to say to the world? But if we're reaching out, doing good, and thank God there's a lot of good being done in the name of the Lord, then you have a testimony. Jesus said about the Pharisees, the most religious people in in his day, he said to his disciples, do what they say, but don't do what they do because they don't practice what they preach. And so in quick succession, 12 things. Verse one, Keep on loving each other as brothers. That could be a whole message, as each of these exhortations could be a whole message in themselves. But now when I read that one, every time I read it, keep on loving each other as brothers, my first thought usually is growing up with my older brother. And when it says keep on loving each other as brothers, the first thing I think about is 
We fought like cats and dogs. But wait a minute, maybe that's part of it. You know, there's some recorded fights in the Bible among believers. Matter of fact, some of the best fights you could witness <laughs> were between believers. You go to 1 Corinthians, you read the, the, the letter to the Corinthians, the 1 Corinthians letter, and you, you know that it starts off saying that they had all kinds of spiritual gifts. I mean, there was no other church recorded in the history of the Bible that had more spiritual gifts being manifest than the church of Corinth. And yet they fought like cats and dogs. There were divisions. They were taking one another to court before unbelievers. Remember, Peter comes to Jesus when Jesus talks about forgiving your brother, and he says, Lord, how many times? And remember the answer. Peter's trying to be spiritual. He's trying to go beyond what the rabbis taught. They taught, well, three times, and then you can smack them. And Peter's like, seven? How about seven, Lord? He's trying to be spiritual. And Jesus says, not seven, but 70 times seven. And that is not a mathematical equation. Again, I always remind us that you don't count down 490 and then after 491, pop them. No, it's the way God forgives us. Like I mentioned earlier, his mercies are new every morning. God will forgive me when you won't forgive me. And he wants us to be like him. Luke 17, uh, Jesus said, if your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day. Now think about that. Same brother. Same sister, and they sin against you seven times in one day. By the fourth time, I, I'm wanting to smack them. And yet Jesus said, they sin against you seven times in one day. And seven times come back and say, would you forgive me? You know what the apostles said in response to that? Luke 17, verse 5, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. <laughs> that's, that's tough, Lord. We're going to need real faith to do that. And you do. And I do. You want to really test it? Just get married. Well, we got to move on, though. Uh, it, but listen, this is the number one mark of a genuine believer. What? Jesus said, by this all men will know you're my disciples if you have love one for another. And that kind of love is the kind of love that Ephesians 4, 2 says we are to forbear with one another. You get relational in the church, you're going to find out we're all imperfect. I've been walking with the Lord a long time, but you hang out with me very long. You know, fine, I got problems. We all do. And we will until we see Jesus. Now, we should be growing. That's not an excuse for failure. But Ephesians 4, 2, forbear with one another. And then it says, and forgive one another as the Lord has forgiven you. And you got to do it again and again and again and again and again and again. That's the numero uno mark of a true believer. Verse 2, don't forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. And there are several recorded ones. One of the most famous is Abraham, the three visitors that came, and he fed them. And one of them was the angel of the Lord. That's Christ in the Old Testament. What a bummer to get to the judgment seat of Christ, and one of the things revealed that you lose reward over is God sent an angel. And gave you an opportunity to reach out to an angel. Now, when he does it in that fashion, uh, they, don't, they don't have the wings at that point. Now, I don't know how God does it, but there are times when he sends these angelic beings, but they take on human form. And if you didn't know uh, any differently, if heaven didn't communicate it, you just think you're dealing with a human being. Amazing to think about. And we're not talking about going out and looking for strangers. We're talking about a stranger that happens to be in your life, and, 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 and God has put them there for you to reach out to, to reach out to, to show hospitality. 
um, to invite over to your table where you're sipping coffee. And hey, listen, as a church, listen, we need to be looking for these kind of people. I mean, wouldn't it be wild? And, and I think it's probably happened, maybe more than once, that God sent us an angel. And I remember God years ago when we were meeting in uh, Shorecrest. We were meeting in their cafetorium at the time for our Sunday morning services. Probably around 70, 80 of us there, you know, it was about the size of the church then. I remember this gentleman comes in, and nobody had ever seen him before, and he sits right in the front, right down in the front. We never saw him again after that. And I made sure I greeted him. What if he was an angel? Hey, listen, Romans 12, 13. Say it with me. Ready? Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Galatians says that first and foremost, we ought to be showing hospitality to strangers in the church and then in the world. We ought to do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. Practice hospitality. It ought to become just a regular part of our lives. Last thing I'll say on that, look, from the children's ministry to the youth group on up to life groups and ministry groups, don't be cliquish. Don't be cliquish. I've heard some reports sometimes that people come into some meetings and, and you, everybody's with the people they already know and already comfortable with, and somebody new comes in and nobody reaches out to them. That's a very unchristian thing. Reach out. Look for the new faces. Look for the person sitting by themselves. And at least, at the very least, greet them. And maybe invite them over with you. Maybe invite them to lunch. You find a stranger today. Any angels here today? Any angels? Two angels right there. Take them to lunch. Verse 3, remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Now, in the day this was written, there were actually believers in prison. And he's saying, look, remember those in prison, your fellow brothers and sisters. But it goes beyond that. You look at Matthew 25 and the parable there that Jesus told. You look at the life of Jesus. It's not just reaching out to even uh, believers that have been mistreated or in prison or whatever. Reaching out to the world as we have opportunity. That's why we do prison ministry here. And uh, I wish we could get at least 10 more prison teams uh, this year before the end of the year. We need more. You ought to, if, you're not, if you're not doing anything, one of the best places you can volunteer and get involved is the prison ministry team. And the best thing about the prison ministry teams we send out, uh, you go into the prison, you come back out of the prison. <laughs> I used to do a lot of prison ministry before we started Saturday night service because that was the day I would usually go. And my schedule just changed because of the growth of the church. And I don't get to do it very often anymore. But it's one of my favorite ministries. Hebrews contains a unique passage that's often referred to as the Hall of Faith. This section gives you a synopsis of people who followed their Creator without knowing the end result or with having each step laid out for them. These icons of trust were definitely not without flaw. Their journeys weren't free from trials and tribulations either, but they came back to their faithful Heavenly Father time and time again, trusting that He would fulfill His promises. God used these ordinary men and women to accomplish great things in their time, and to set in motion kingdom work that would continue to change lives for countless generations to come. We're so glad that you joined us today to study the book of Hebrews with Pastor Danny Hodges here on The Living Word. 
If you missed any part of today's teaching or would like to explore more of Pastor Danny's teachings through the books of the Bible, visit ccfstpete.church and click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, and we'd love for you to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified by email every time we post a new message. If you have any questions for us about what you heard today, or if you'd like us to pray for you, please email us. Our address is info at ccfstpete.church. Again, that's info at ccfstpete.church. We count it as a privilege to lift our valued listeners up to the Lord in prayer. That's all we have time for today in our study of Hebrews. Join Pastor Danny next time to continue digging deeper into Scripture right here on The Living Word.